You are about to enjoy a presentation recorded at the 2022 Michigan Conference Camp Meeting held at Cedar Lake, Michigan. We pray that the Lord will bless you as you listen. Heavenly Father, thanks for this time. For these friends, they have a heart for uh, walking with others uh, for, through divorce care and just being um, able to see you work in, in amazing ways through divorce care or choosing wisely before you divorce. So I just pray that um, this can be a blessing and, and um, I just trust that it will. So for those that will listen to the audio down the road, I pray a blessing on them as well. Pray these things in Jesus' name and everybody said, Amen. So the first thing I'm going to do, sorry those that are listening at some point to the audio, is you can't see this, but what I'm going to do is show those in person what the website looks like for divorcecare.org. And so those in the classroom, um, you're seeing it, and it's vivid color-wise and all that. So you have your headings up at the top. That's one way to navigate it, but another way would be if you just scroll down, if I wanted to type in the zip code like I encourage you to do, or you could type in your city and your state. So I'll just say, I'll do the city and the state, Boyne City, right? And it even will load, but I'll say Boyne City, Michigan, and should be able to click on it. And then I could have I could have done four nine seven one two, but if you don't know the zip code, city and state, find a group. And now what you're going to see is a couple links. So the group that I've told you about is able to be clicked on, or this more info could be clicked on. Just different ways to get to the same place. It says meeting in person, but what I did, I called Divorce Care earlier today because I to ask if they had turned had created a, a hybrid, and they don't have that tab yet. But they said what you can do is just create your class twice, and one you can say in person, and one you can say online. So now you're seeing. That's why the date. The date. I'm like, thank you. That's a great idea. So, so now. Um, there you go. So someone then would choose, it's the same class by the way, to not confuse you, the same class will happen simultaneously in person or online. So let's say you don't live in our zip code, you click on the one that says meeting online and when I do that, it pulls up all the details. Meeting online, who's the contact person, how much it costs, um, let's see. Scroll down farther, even a little bit of an intro video about what's it like, two-minute video. Um, and then I have my little letter, if you will, that I describe to people. Thank you for your interest. Talk about all the topics. If you have any questions, and here's where I describe the hybrid thing. Participate online or in person. Okay? So, there you go. And then if one was like, hey, I before I register for this thing, I'd like to message the group contact, right? They can, it, it's email comes right to me. Or, hey, I'm ready to register. Then you hit the register button and it would go through the process to actually register, order your workbook, etc. And here's all the meeting, here's the schedule. Sessions one through 13, and as I said, there's a couple differences. It's a 15-weeker in the fall because we do a one-night surviving the holidays. Very helpful, small workbook, really helpful to help people navigate new realities of, of holidays and um, in their current circumstances. And then I also, I don't do the eve of Thanksgiving, 
just, uh, you know, we've had feedback, yay, let's do it, no, let's not do it. So we've decided just to not do it. So that's why it's going to look like it's a 15-weeker because of surviving the holidays and the break. So it goes down to 13. So the other thing I'm going to do real quick is, um, let's see. If I go back to home, you can actually search for, find a group. You can actually search for the surviving the holidays as well, I think. Um, let me just do the Boynton City again. 49712. And it should show two divorce care groups, the same dates, one in person, one online. And it should also show, but it's not. Okay. So somewhere you're able to find, I don't see it right now, but there is a place somewhere to find the surviving the holidays itself. And I'm not seeing that at the moment. I know I see it. Let's Now I'm going to take you as though your church said, hey, we want to do it. We ordered the kit. Now you get a login so you're a part of the leader zone. So now I'm going to show you the, that back end, or not back end, but the, the leadership side of divorce care. Okay. So I don't need to join. I'm going to log in. So this would, you would have created this. I'm just going to enter my, my email address. So you would have your email address. Okay. So your own login, and then you will have created a password to be able to access the materials. Let's see. It's a secret. Can't see it. Uh, I, I thought about that. I'm glad that it showed it that way, that it wasn't. Okay, so now you have this back end. Uh, you see the word account to know that you're in. Um, customize. I would have already created the group, but let's just say you, you had not created your group and you wanted to create it. You would um, click on customize your online find a group listing. You wouldn't have those two listed there. And so, um, add a new group is what you'd want to tick, and then you could create, and they would walk you right through of how to create it. For me, this is where I can actually see, did I create my Surviving the Holidays event? Well, even if I click on groups, it'll show up, I think. Let's see. Um, no, it won't. Okay. But over here, if I click on Surviving the Holidays events, aha. The past group that I did, which was October 27 of 21, and the upcoming Surviving the Holidays group, that's right there as well, okay? You also have access to all the videos, as would a participant, so that's not just unique for the leaders, but instead of, yes, yes, so once you, once you register and get your workbook, I think it's like two or three weeks before the class starts, you begin having access. And I think you have access through maybe a couple of weeks. And I haven't mentioned this yet before, but then there's also this My Divorce Care Plus they've created. And I think for a year, you get $25 and you get access to a lot more stuff to help people for the next year. This is more for participants. Okay, but yeah, so there, all the videos, some of we've watched, Deep Hurt, Road to Recovery, we just watched Your Former Spouse. Um, and there you have it. And then 
here's, by the way, 3.0. You're like, well, I'd like to watch the previous version of the videos. They still have those up here as well. And there's a surviving holidays video. Here's some like COVID-19 short videos that they've created, how to deal with COVID and divorce. And so those are really, really fresh. And then you heard them talk about this backslash my, um, I don't know if that's accessible here within the leader zone. That would be more if you're a participant, you've logged in, you have now backslash my, and then there's just tools, clips from the older, you know, not, not the whole videos, but a variety of different clips that are helpful, um, vintage, like Tony Evans, he's a pastor who says something like, um, it's very good actually, it's about sexuality, it's like, in the, in the right context, really, sex is a healthy thing in a marriage, right? It's kind of like fire. Fire in the fireplace is a beautiful thing. <laughs> fire in the curtains, not a beautiful thing. You know, and he has fun with this whole idea of in the right context. Anyway, so you, you can look at some of the good quality old clips that have not made it into the new materials. Okay, so any questions about... I just wanted to give you a quick look... And then also, the last thing I want to do is show you, we watched a DVD version of the 3.0 um, leader training throughout this week. Here is under resources, I think. Let's see. There's leader care stuff. Um, I don't think that's where it's at. Let's see. Where are the, oh, training, of course. There's a word called training. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to help me out if I'm like my... No, Daryl, it's right there, terraining. Okay, so, um, yeah, you on, listeners who are listening down the road, it, there, there was a very clear word right next to the word I was clicking that says training. Okay, divorce care training. Um, past training, by the way, if I clicked there, you have access online to what we watched, the 3.0 videos. The, these are then, they have done it in a much briefer way as far as you still have two hours of training but they're you know you're looking at a four minute video an overview of overview of divorce care a four minute video how divorce care started five minute video how divorce care is structured so i don't have time to watch an hour of training well i have five minutes i'll watch that one today right so they've broken it down and um and again modernized it all as well how to involve the pastoral staff at your church right how do i get these folks involved and to catch a vision for this. Well, here's four minutes, which some of you just were like, yeah, we might have to watch that one. You might want to watch that one right now. Uh, yeah, setting up divorce care in your church, the team effort, uh, fostering unity, how we, how we can support the team, online videos and online groups. That's level one, these 12 little videos. And then they have a level two training, promoting divorce care in your church. Um, promoting divorce care in your community, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Sensitivity to new participants, the group guidelines, establishing those, keeping dis how to keep discussions going, all this kind of stuff, okay? So that I just wanted to at least tell you that, hey, it, training has gotten even better. If your church decides to do it, boom, it's there for you. That helps, by the way, that let's say you have three leaders and it's like, we can't get together. It's hard for us to get together. Watch the, watch the training on your own, and we'll, we'll talk about it, you know? Yeah, go ahead. Question from Sharon. Is also the coaches that you get 
They're good at following up by email. They're giving me templates to even write out the proposal with the costing and plan uh, for advertising, everything. So they're really good in helping me get that. Thank you for sharing that, Sharon. And what's fun about that is that's forever. I just called them today, right? I'm just following up about my request. Well, I don't know if we're going to do that, but I'll pass it on again. And, and then the person said, well, what you can do is, and I'm like, thank you. I didn't know that. So they'll pray with you, right? They'll, uh, anything you need. That's their whole goal is they're called ministry coaches. So anytime you can call them during their business hours and they want to help you. So that's, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, so that Yeah. So it's not it's not $360 a year. You buy the starter kit, leader kit and then the only time that would change is if if when they update new materials, if you want to have the new materials. So again, like I said, that was 2012 and then they just released them in 2000. That was about a 9 8 or 9 year period. So I don't know what the span was between number two and number three, but it's it's not every year. It's a longer time period. Yeah. And I still found a dozen copies and they were helpful. They have it on record. There was one of the helpers. They're just very good in following up right away. That's great. So there you go. All right. So... Let me just get a pulse of, um, we have 45 more minutes. We could, because we did a little of this, we could watch that one four minute one, because you're like, I'd kind of like to see that. And then we could watch a video from actual divorce care. That's one option. Another thing would be, um, I have like a two page sheet we can go over. Um, my thought is that I was gonna do that tomorrow where it's just notes I've taken from a leader training DVD in the past where it just, you know, it just gives some helpful tips as far as um, how do I lead a group, you know, and how do I, if someone's really talkative, you know, like, how do you do that? How do I navigate that well? So that's a tool. My plan was to do this today and then do that tomorrow, which gives us the opportunity still to watch a couple more of the divorce care videos. Do you like that plan or do you prefer to get more just leadership stuff today? You li- have you have you liked get yeah you, you you've liked watching the full video okay okay so let's do then um, the four minute one then that you can at least watch how do I involve my church and then we'll do the quick tally vote of which one you want to watch today okay okay good I appreciate the feedback so I heard you say how do I involve my church something like involving the pastoral staff okay here we go think yes all right and then we'll push play four minutes and 12 seconds here we go divorce care is designed so that volunteers like you and your team can run it from your local church you don't need any specialized ministry training so lay people can run it without the help of church staff which frees pastors up for other ministry. However, it will be helpful for you to keep your pastor informed about the needs and outcomes of your divorce care. Divorce care is designed to be a ministry of local churches, 
So pastors need to know how it fits into their vision for ministry. Then it's important for you to share with your pastor how the Lord has used the program in the lives of group members. And that'll help your pastor understand how divorce care contributes to your church's ministry goals. When people want to help serve the church and somehow or another they, they feel as if perhaps they need more resources or whatever it might be from the leadership or from their pastor, it's very important how you approach that. I would approach that meeting with the mindset of being a contributor to the fulfillment of the overall vision and not just getting my slice of the pie. Think through in your conversation of of the benefits that this ministry will give to the overall church and how it works. And don't, don't come across as if the pastor is an adversary. Assume that he's on your team. And so you don't set a defensive tone. Keep in mind that getting pastoral support might not mean going to the senior pastor if your church has multiple people on staff. Pastor Crawford Loritz offers suggestions for what to do in that situation. You know, it all depends on the size of the church. Sometimes larger churches, you don't necessarily want the pastor to be involved. You want the person who's making the decisions with regard to the resources and the manpower that you need to be involved. So it's because, you know, for example, our church is a fairly sizable church. I'm not necessarily the most strategic person to always talk about these matters. Maybe our discipleship pastor is, or our care ministry pastor especially, he is. And so make sure you're talking to the right person and don't always assume that it's a pastor. If you want to approach your pastor someday for more support and um, involve, perhaps even involvement in your ministry, um, there's two, two key concepts I would uh, seek to put in practice. One of them is something we would call the serve concept, S-E-R-V-E. Number one is smile. Um, it may sound silly, but actually smiling towards someone it really sets up the conversation for a much more positive uh, engagement. It's just amazing the effect smile has. Secondly, is E is to explore and empathize. Um, ask the pastor what's going on in the church. What has he heard about the divorce care ministry? You know the pastor well, just talk about personal things for a while. R is reconcile, probably not relevant to that conversation, but if there's ever any tension, put it on the table. Uh, v is to value, is to affirm what the church has done. We're so grateful you allow us to have this ministry. I want you to know how much we appreciate the church supporting this so far, and even share some stories. And the last one, to encourage, you want to end that conversation in such a way that He's really glad you came in, that you encourage him, you affirm what's going on, and, and so on and so forth. The other thing I would say is to show him how it's doable. Give him some proposals of how you see this working. That will give him hope. The less he has to do in trying to make this work, the better it will be for you because he'll become your advocate in helping it to get off the ground. There you go. <clears throat> Some helpful pieces, eh? It really is like you're ministering to your pastor in some ways and how you approach. Or you heard them say, not just the pastor, maybe it's personal ministries director and maybe it's these elders. And like, uh, 
Half the board has caught the vision for divorce care before we even talked to our pastor. You you know the pulse of your church more than than anyone else on that. <clears throat> but I hope that was a helpful. Again, that's just one of four minutes of lots of about two to, two total hours of training on the video for you. Okay. All right. So now let's go to. Let me think. Probably to the our videos portion again, which would be my church and video sessions. And let's figure out which one you all want to watch today. Okay, so the options are you got to vote between, dun, 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 dun. you got to vote between fears and anxiety, family and friends, financial and legal issues. Or brighter days. And the reason why is because we're watching this one tomorrow and we've watched. Okay, so you can vote. You vote for one and I'm going to tally it. So again, it's between 6, 7, 8, or 13. Is that right? Let me make sure because we watched that yesterday. Anger, we didn't. We think about that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We've watched this and this and that. So we watched that one yesterday, right? Yeah, I'm forgetting that. I'll have to look, look, look back at my notes here. Here we watch. Yes, okay. So for this group, it is, you're right, either anger or fears and anxiety, family and friends, financial legal issues, or brighter days. And again, that's because I'm keeping into account ones we've watched in the first sessions as well for those folks that are doing both. You ready to vote for one? Okay, so how many would like anger? Unless. Unless. Could be a tie. Fears and anxiety? Family and friends? Two. We could always dialogue about it too, for that matter. Financial and legal issues? <laughs> or brighter days? And to help you, because it's close, they're all good. I can give you the longer description too, in case it helps you. Between family and friends and anger. Okay, for anger, you're looking at. Okay, let's see. Okay, anger is talking about, it, it basically is helping you understand that anger can be helpful, um, it also can be hurtful, subtle, healthy ways to manage anger. So it gives you just tools of how do I actually manage intense displeasure. Okay? That's that one. Family? That's right. I am, that's good. And then family and friends is navigating changes in relationships. So things like how do you relate to your ex-spouse, co-parenting, you know, uh, tips in regards to co-parenting. How do you relate to your ex, they call them former in-laws, some people call them ex-laws. Um, yeah. Relating to your friends, how do you relate to your friends when those relationships change? So that gives you a little bit of flavor. Now, we'll vote again in case that changes your vote because you know a little bit what you're getting into. How many of you would like to listen to anger? 
One, two, three. Oh, a switch. Okay. <laughs> Love it. Oh, let's make sure, though. How many want family and friends now? Three and three. Okay. So here's what we'll do then is I'm going to look to see which one is um, the length of the videos. That, that, that will help, too, if one's a little bit shorter. Let me think where that is. Well, that's in this portion. Okay, the length of videos are... That's true. 30 minutes is the family and friends one. Sometimes they're a little longer. And anger... Yeah, that says 30 minutes too, but that's... <laughs> I feel like there's a different spot where they tell you the exact length of them. And because this and where I'm looking, and they're all saying 30 minutes. And so somewhere else, where would that be that shows the? Oh wow! Oh, thank you. That's where it is. See? I do. I need that. <laughs> Don't go old school. Go with the go with the new school. Online. So so my mouse still exists. There it is. And so no. So now we're gonna know. Thank you. Anger is 26 minutes, and family and friends is 27 minutes. One minute shorter. Okay. Let's flip a coin. For, for which one? So I, let's see. Anyone have a coin? I'm not a coin bearer. How about, uh, we're having fun in here today, aren't we? How about this? I have a hacky sack. No, that's not going to work. <laughs> Do you have one? That's safer than me. That's safer than me flipping a thumbtack. There you go. Okay. All right, here we go. The kickoff's about to happen of some sport. So we have a heads and a tail. It's a very nice coin. She has to call. She's been the one. No. Okay. Like a tail would be anger and heads would be family. Say that again. Tails, tails, anger, heads, family. Okay. Ready? Do you want me to catch it and flip it or just? Oh yeah, you don't have to call it anymore. Tails is anger. I'll close my eyes. I think I think that's tails, but let me make sure. It's tails. So anger it is. Yeah, we got a guitar in the back of that. That's pretty cool. I don't know. There's something. Tennessee. 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 Oh, fair enough with all the music. Okay, friends, thank you for having fun. Anger it is. We're going to try it online. I'm, I've been using DVDs, but now that we're all loaded and ready to rumble, here we go. This wood shop is filled with potential and with danger. If these power tools are used carefully and according to directions, a woodworker can create beautiful and useful pieces of furniture, but used carelessly, they can destroy projects and harm their user. And we're here today because we think that handling anger has a number of similarities to handling these tools. If you're like a lot of separated or divorced people, you're still trying to figure out how to manage this powerful emotion and that's our topic in today's session of Divorce Care.
I found out about my ex-wife having an affair, there's several instances I'm not very proud of. You know, going over to her apartment at nine o'clock at night and pounding on the door and demanding that she give me our son because the guy's over there and I don't want her him in there with that guy. I would go to my bedroom, I would hit my knees, and I was like, God, you've got to take him out. Let him get hit by a truck. Let him get run over by a bus. Give him AIDS. You know, what is, whatever it looks like. My pain was so great in those moments that I was like, the only way I know to be rid of this pain is for him to be gone. My parents, they always had a very volatile relationship and anger and yelling and screaming and breaking things. That's the way you, that was life. That's all I knew. I know I carried that into my marriage because when things would go wrong, I would break things. I actually tore my wedding dress two weeks after my wedding because I was mad. That's just the way I was. And I thought I would never change. Last week, we heard from Annette about the devastating impact of discovering that her husband was having an affair with her best friend. Afterwards, God rescued her from self-destructive attempts to numb the pain through substance abuse. Today, we'll hear how she was able to break free from her lifelong slavery to an even bigger enemy, her own intense anger. I decided I was going to burn her house down because she's destroyed my family. It was the only way to, to make things right. That's what I thought. He never admitted any, any wrongdoing whatsoever. I was still trying to formulate my plan with him. You know, I'm like, what do I need to do? I was thinking, of how can I hurt him? How can I end him? And that was actually the moment when I realized I'm all wrong. Anger, if allowed to spew, can be so destructive. But if expressed with self-control and according to our Creator's guidelines, it really can be a catalyst for positive change in your life. I see anger as a common reaction in many divorce cases, and it is not only a normal reaction, but in right measure is appropriate, helpful, and even healthy. When we act like, even if I've been rejected or even if I've been hurt, I shouldn't be angry about it. That's simply not true. Paul said in Ephesians 4, be angry, but sin not. So there's a very legitimate role for anger. In fact, if I'm talking with someone who's going through a divorce and they're not angry, that would strike me as being very unusual. When you're angry that your spouse has been unfaithful, you are understanding the heart of God because God is angry that your spouse has been unfaithful. Anger sets and holds boundaries because anger is a response to a perceived injustice. Anger says, that's not true. That's not right. That's not fair. And sends the message that mistreating me is not okay. Mistreating someone I care about is not okay. Anger in the Bible is, is energy that's given by God 
And I can either use that energy productively to move toward him and toward greater obedience, even when it's hard, or I can use it destructively to harm others or even to harm myself. The question is, what am I going to do with the energy that anger provides? The reality is there are a lot of things that require a level of anger to take action. Like some things we're not going to do anything about until we get mad enough. It's not the kind of anger that's volatile or vindictive. It's the kind of anger that's focused. Denise, for the longest time in my divorce, I went around thinking I wasn't angry. But just because anger goes undetected for a while doesn't mean it isn't doing damage. Steve, that reminds me of a time when my counselor told me to go home and write a list of 50 things I was angry about. And I just laughed and I said, Ken, I'm not angry. And he just kind of shook his head at me and he said, I think you might be because I had actually just shared with him a dream I'd had where I had slapped my former husband. But I left knowing that day I was not doing his homework assignment because I, like you, didn't think I was angry. But later that evening, I went to open a jar of sweet potato butter to put on some freshly made biscuits, and it wouldn't open. I did everything but throw that jar up against the wall. I jerked it, I beat it, I pulled it, and as I did, the anger grew and grew until these hot tears just left a streak down my face because someone should have been there to open that jar. And it was then that I knew I was angry. And I went straight to my computer and I began to type out all of the reasons why, and I think I ended up with almost 100 instead of 50. You might think you're not angry, but you're always delivering these critical, caustic comments to people, these little zingers. And as they're pulling the knife out, then you're saying, oh, I was just kidding. That's an inappropriate form of anger. Or maybe you don't yell at scream or push or hit somebody, but you just don't talk to them. You give them the silent treatment. You don't talk for days or weeks. That's inappropriate form of anger. Or maybe you talk to people, but you withhold the very thing you know someone wants, be it your time, your attention, your affection. You withhold that. That is also an inappropriate way of expressing your anger. Another form of subtle anger is bitterness. When you're bitter, you look at the other person in a very negative light. Even when you don't outwardly express your bitterness, it still affects your behavior. For me, bitterness came out of my tendency to compare. I had four older brothers, uh, one single, three of them were married to such cute, adorable humans who were loving and kind and gracious. And they lived in these beautiful homes and they had cute knickknacks. And, and I would walk in the door and almost immediately this hardness would come up inside of me. It had nothing to do with them. They were kind, loving people. I just was looking for things to be critical of because I was unhappy with my own journey. 
for about two years, I was just really, really angry. I didn't think it was affecting me at school, but where I taught, we had two teachers in a classroom and my co-teacher for those two years later, I said, I thought I did pretty well. And she said, no, 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 you didn't. <laughs> that anger was, was affecting my job, even though I was deluding myself into thinking that I was carrying on fine at school. How well a woodworking project turns out depends a lot on the skill of a worker using equipment like this. And managing your anger depends on a set of skills as well. But right now, you might not be feeling very competent about understanding or managing your anger. But be assured, it is possible to develop the skills you need. I would love to say that the process from being hard and bitter to finding a certain amount of joy, I would love to say that that was about 24 to 48 hours. <laughs> but for it really to be cemented in, for it really to take roots, you're undoing a whole lifetime of thinking. So be patient with yourself in the process. It's hard to, to feel like we ever do anger completely right. Our goal isn't to do anger perfectly in the midst of a separation and divorce. We want to do anger increasingly well in a way that protects those that we care about, that doesn't undermine future goals that we have, that doesn't complicate an already messy situation. As we have seen, not all unhelpful anger is obvious, like screaming and yelling. Bitterness is also a problem, and dealing with bitterness usually begins with first identifying it as part of your life. Bitterness, one can think of as the raging boil of anger turned down to a simmer. It's there in the background, and it's maybe undetectable to yourself. Um, other people will probably notice it before you. A lot of people say, I didn't see it coming. Um, I had to listen to my friends. So one of the things is always to get an opinion of people you trust, people you, who know you well, and can speak to what your baseline was before divorce, and now they're seeing you in the middle of this process. And to say, does it appear to you that I'm, I'm bitter? And as you're getting feedback from people you know and people you trust, it really helps to do some self-evaluation. And if every time you hear anything about your spouse, your ex-spouse, and you start to get really angry, and you wish them harm, and you're hoping in your heart of hearts that they sort of get theirs, that's an indication that you're probably moving into bitterness. Am I feeling like annoyed with people and um, maybe pulling back a little bit and not wanting to be with people because I'm sort of, again, isolating myself? Because that's what bitterness does. It makes you not trust anybody around you. Am I angry and having sort of anger reactions to things that I shouldn't be that angry about, but I am. I yelled at my son way too much uh, and got probably angrier over some incidences um, that I should have. I remember one time he, he spilled something down our steps and I, all I could think of is I can't afford someone to clean the carpets. And so I was running around like a mad woman trying to sop up what he had spilled and running to the sink and with towels. And, and I was saying, you know, just 
go out to the yard, go out to the yard. Like, mommy, <laughs> you don't want to hear mommy right now. And, um, yeah, it was not a, not a proud moment in my life. Since anger can be helpful if properly managed, here are practical tips to help you get your anger under control. Part of what we need to learn to do is direct our anger in the right way. Yes, you're disappointed. Yes, it's devastating. And yes, you are angry and mad. But it's not okay to yell and scream. You go storming over to your ex's house, pound on the door, he or she opens up and you just blast it. Is that really going to result in a good conversation? Probably not. Letting myself experience anger, yelling and screaming and raging, didn't get rid of it. It actually got worse for me. And I was really shocked because I thought, okay, I'm just going to get it out and then I'll be done with it. But it seemed to magnify it. Because we now know from research that the more you vent to anger, the more anger you're going to have. Take 10 seconds to breathe and pray. God, how do you want me to respond? It's allowing, as James says, to slow down, be slow to speak and slow to anger. That can make the biggest difference and be an appropriate way of dealing with what upsets you. The best thing for me to do if, if I'm at my boiling point would be to breathe, to pause, think back to the past and, and, and what I said before that, that wasn't glorifying Christ, wasn't uplifting anybody or anything and how that turned out for me and um, replacing it with, with something positive. Tim Muehlhoff adds another helpful principle from the book of Proverbs. There's an interesting proverb that says, a gentle word turns away wrath. He raises his voice, you purposely lower your voice. You say, I, I understand that you're frustrated right now. You're darn right I'm frustrated. I'm sorry you feel this way. I was wondering maybe if we could talk later about this. The goal is to try to keep the body from getting aroused, keep yourself calm so you can think clearly. When I felt angry and I felt like rage was coming on, I knew I had to get away from that situation. And what I would do is excuse myself from it. And I would go either go into another room or walk just to get a, just to get myself out of that and put myself into a better atmosphere. Here are some things you can do during a timeout to calm down and prepare you for a future conversation. You may need to pray, ask God to give you patience. You may need to listen to some um, relaxing music or Christian music. I think another way of dealing with real strong anger is to go exercise. If you get rid of some of that angst in your body, that may help you calm down so that you can be more constructive in your anger. You may need to talk to a friend and say, hey, I'm about to talk to my ex-wife. I don't want my anger to come out. I don't want to say things that later on I'm going to regret. I think we all need a good friend or a coach or a counselor that we can just kind of say, ah, I'm having a bad day and you know, and that person can contain it and sort through it and help you pick out the gold nuggets out of the junk and throw away the rest. Um, and if you have those kind of people in your life, that's gold. But what you don't want to do is you don't want to just share every little bad thing, every little awful text, every little um, 
secret that you held in your marriage to all of your acquaintances and all your friends just to prove to everyone what a rotten spouse you had. Um, I don't think that's honorable for you uh, or for the marriage that you did have. If you do need to go and talk to somebody about a delicate situation, it, it is important to really think through what your goals are. James 4.1 says, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? There are things we want so much that we're willing to hurt other people to get them. And if, if that's what drives you, if that's your desire in life, you're gonna have a miserable life because that's not the way the world works. Think of it like a business. You can't go into your boss and be all emotional and hope that that goes well. That's the same thing when you're dealing with your ex. You have to go in there, be much more businesslike, calm yourself down and stick to the facts. When you're dealing with the temptation to lash out at your spouse, here's some things you may want to keep in mind. Is this behavior something that I would teach my children to do? In the bigger scheme of things, what would be the best course of action right now? Because there are some choices that we make that the feeling that we have in doing it doesn't match the cost that we'll have in consequences. A third one is, what would someone I look up to and respect and admire do in this situation? And that's difficult when you feel like you're the only one trying to do this thing the right way and the honorable way. I learned that through the word of God. Um, you bless those that curse you. You do good to those that despitefully use you and say all manner of evil against you. I've lived out to bless those that curse you and despitefully use you um, with your dad. I could have done some ugly things and put some things out there that would have turned heads. Um, but I chose not to. A power tool's energy level can often be altered by simply changing the settings. For us, the energy level of our anger can be altered as well. Sometimes it's by purposefully doing a physical activity or talking to a friend, or by intentionally redirecting our thoughts so that we don't allow our anger to simmer. Rather than stew in our anger or spew it out to others, you can take it to God in a special type of prayer called a lament. At first, when I found out my husband was having an affair, I was devastated because I thought I did this right. I felt like God had owed me something and somehow he didn't come through. So I was first really angry and then that turned to understanding lament, which I think is a lost art in the church and in the world. It's not grumbling, it's not complaining. I remember um, pounding on my computer, you know, how, about the things I was angry at, but I wasn't taking that anger and, and aiming it at anybody. I was actually pouring it out to God. And he really, uh, there was a lot of release for me when I was able to say, look at all these things that have happened that are so unfair, God. But ultimately, as a believer, I had to choose to put it in his hands and leave justice to him and rather than try to control it. About a month before our divorce finalized, he moved in with her. They're actually going to get married this year. They're living their best life ever. And here I am struggling struggling to, to make a, a mortgage payment, everything. And I'm like, God, why? But he wasn't answering me. 
even though I was angry at him, I still ha kept having those conversations with him. Like, like why? And at some point, instead of getting so angry at him, I just, I was just praying, please, God, just make this go away. Make this pain better. I don't think there's anything wrong with expressing our anger to God and saying, please, you know, this is unfair. Um, I think that's what the Psalms are all about. David talked is particularly, he was being pursued by an abusive man and he poured out his heart to God. And he says, they're twisting my words all day long and they're, you know, they're out to get me and, and it's, it's just not fair, but I'm going to choose to trust in you anyway. I think the biggest difference between lament and complaining or grumbling is lament is talking to God about what's hard and complaining and grumbling is talking about God. And so when we talk about God, we look at our lives and we say, God, God hasn't been fair to me. God has given me a raw hand. We tell everybody else how our life is hard. And in complaining and grumbling, we move away from God. I think we turn our back on God and we say, God, you haven't given me what I want. I'm going to turn my back. And I think lament is the exact opposite position. Lament is saying, I'm telling you, I feel that you haven't given me what I want. But you're looking at God. You're talking to him. You're moving towards him. I don't know what it was or when it happened. All of a sudden, my prayers were different. My prayers were like, thank you, God, that I'm still alive. And please, God, help me. I went from being angry to just really asking him for what I really needed. I wanted my ex-husband. I wanted him to be married to me. I wanted her to go away, disappear. What I needed was to be healed. It's what I truly needed in my life. In the brief time we've had with you today, we've covered important points about the nature of anger and how you might handle it well. But there's a lot more to say about dealing with anger, so be sure to complete this week's articles and exercises in your participant's guide. They will help you develop the skills to use your anger constructively. We'll also discuss the topic of anger further in session nine, when we address conflict resolution. In the next session of Divorce Care, grief is normal and healthy in response to loss. I was really confused at the intensity of the grief that I was feeling. I'm grieving. I'm hurting. I wasn't feeling like eating. So I just laid on the couch and kind of stare off. Grief has a journey to it. Everybody's is different. It brought me to a place of just really feeling like I was worthless. The choices you make today are going to become part of who you are tomorrow. Our character is the, the sum of the choices that we've made. And so if you make wise choices as you handle your suffering, that's going to become part of your character. That's going to become part of your identity, who you are in the days ahead. But if you make what, um, unwise choices, if you become a person who's bitter, if you become a person who's angry, if you become a person who's resentful or mean, those choices today, eventually, if they're not corrected, will become part of who you are tomorrow. To see more helpful video clips from previous versions of Divorce Care, visit divorcecare.org forward slash my forward slash vintage. 
This week, your participant guide has some great tips on dealing with anger. Be sure to read the On My Own exercises, which include a helpful technique on day three for how to get your anger under control. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next time. I don't know if it's helpful, but I'll, Sharon has one good. But a quick thing before you go, Sharon, is um, I, had, I had anger issues. I was the guy that stuff, 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 stuff. And when my spouse would push one, one more harder than I would yell, right? Or she yelled at me, I would fire back. Same, same, same ammunition that was thrown at me, I'd throw it back. And so um, I realized I need to go and I need some help. I need to learn different skills of how to handle it when I feel angry, right? And so I say that because, friends, if, if that's you, I'm not today who I was then. You know, so there's there's hope. We can become more like Christ, even in how we handle anger. I just anger. have to stay away from the situations that are going to bring this up. That's why I, can't, I don't want contact with her. I can pray yes. for her. Yeah. If I get around her, now that stuff's going to come back. Yeah, and to recognize so that. Just, people you got proud of your life. Yeah. And yes, and maybe it's for, for a long time. Maybe it's for good. Maybe it's for um, some of it is learning tools. If you're in a, a, a an interaction that's not healthy, to be able to say, I'd love to have this conversation, but I can't continue this conversation like this. Super helpful way to handle your anger. I can't handle this. I need to. Um, if you choose to talk to me like that, I need to leave the room. Way different than don't you dare talk to me like that. See the difference? If you choose to keep talking like that, I need to leave the room. You're honoring their adult choice, but I can't continue this. Um, that, that was a huge tool for me to be like, oh, okay. Because my natural thing was, who do you think you are? Like, how can you talk so disrespectful to me, right? So you get the, you get the, the difference. Well, the word lament came up, and yeah. I'm like, oh, lamentations, you know. And I didn't realize it was about talking to God. And that deserves more study, I think, sure. you know, the relationships. So. And the second point was, if we don't, we get in, at least if I get into dealing with anger by avoiding the ex and so on, it carries into another relationship, including dealing with your children and others around you and work to everywhere. So it's something basic that still needs to be worked on and managed. I've learned that. Very good. We could keep going. It's 4.30. With any other thoughts before we do, though? Some of these skills, though, are learnable. So I just want to encourage you. It's so good to be able to learn how to interact even when the temperature rises. So just know that um, we, we can become more like Christ in that process. Um, if you have an angry conversation on the phone, if you choose to keep talking that way, I'm going to need to choose to end this conversation. Right? There's just ways to do it. Um, you're, you're honoring their say-so, but you're also saying, I'm not going to continue. I don't feel safe and I need to. Right? So that's a way different way. Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thanks for this time. You do teach us so many things through your, through, uh, your word, through those who have gone before us, these pastors and counselors and those who have been separated and divorced and one another. So thank you for this conversation that we've had albeit brief, uh, just a taste of what a divorce care uh, session could be like. And so 
I just pray for these friends that these different tools they're learning um, yeah, that aren't, they're not just applicable in separation divorce, but anywhere in their lives. So help them if any of them struggle with um, handling anger in healthy ways. I just pray that you will help them to learn better ways to, to handle their anger in the future. So we love you. Look forward to what you have, the rest for what's in store for us the rest of this day and in this camp meeting. And um, thank you for these opportunities we have to uh, interact, to grow, and to become more like you. So help us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. To listen to more of these presentations, you may visit the audio archives at misda.org slash audio 22 or search for Michigan Conference Camp Meeting wherever you get your podcasts.